0: and see what we can do live checking connection and we're live yes 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 good afternoon everyone how are you guys doing hopefully you're experiencing a wonderful Tuesday oh, it's quite warm here in Ontario I haven't had a tech Tuesday here in quite a while so I'm here in the BC Motor facility and hopefully you guys are doing well no matter where you are on the planet Hello, Mr. MSE34. Greetings from the UK, courtesy of London Camera Project. How are you? Josh, hello. Hi, Pro Street, Florida. Benny Boy, S2K. Greetings, indeed. Good afternoon, Taiwan. Basam Nawaz. Enjoy as well. Daniel, I am doing fantastically well. Hopefully, you're A shade above excellent as well. ATX, greetings indeed. Yes, RB, I am back in town. Hello, Gabrielle, good seeing you. Barry, hello indeed. Dealing from Belgium, my good friend, good seeing you indeed. Robert Gonda, courtesy of the Chess Republic, how are you? Hypercar Hazard, greetings. David Dumont, I'm doing great. Hopefully you're doing smashing as well. What's happening, FJG? Here back from some crazy filming with Motor Mythbusters. Trying to get back in the swing of things and catch up here. The facility is absolutely bananas. Yo, the one and only legendary beast motor in the building. Thank you, Tagalog boy 21. Thank you so much, Ken. Hello, Holland. Greetings, courtesy of Ron and Lau. You're in class. Thank you so much, Connor, for joining me. Things are going well. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, Netherlands. Thank you so much, indeed, for joining me, Zach. Hello. Love, back to you, KR1JN. Greetings, Antonio. Hello, Germany, courtesy of M Mark USB. The energy, you love it? Thank you, it's so good to be back here. I'm so happy as you can see so many great things happening in my life, which makes things so splendid. Betty boy, I am your man, I'll help you. You need to join the Porsche family. Great individuals, I'm surrounded by them. You know, well, some of the cars up there as well, but it's great. Austin! In the house, Austin, Texas, I assume, courtesy of Max Czar. Thanks for joining this 177th BC Model Tech Tuesday. Yes, 177. That's 177 episodes, back to back, every Tuesday, unfailingly, without missing a beat, whether it falls on a holiday, or the birth of my child, or an anniversary, or a Christmas holiday, or if I'm filming on set, or on location, or in an airport, doesn't matter. I'm here for each and every one of you. Good seeing all of you. Um, Alan is saying, hey, B I was wondering if you can see the DM I sent you, just a thank you for what you did. Have a great day, I can't see the live, unfortunately today, I'm so sorry, Alan. Yes, thank you so much, I'll look for your DM. I get hundreds of them every day, which is fantastic. Some great, some not so great, some very naughty. But nonetheless, great. I will look for it, I will try and find it, forgive me. It takes me time to get through them, but I eventually do. Cheers Spitfire 304, Cindy, Cindy who hired me at the Pharma, who I owe so much to. Hello Cindy, how are you this afternoon? Hopefully you're doing great. Um, the K3 body peeling out, that car is insane. Thank you Craig, it's, it's right here, the K3 is right there. That thing is bananas, the first ever electric vehicle I've ever built. And the crazy thing about this, it goes 0-60 to 60 in 2.06 seconds. With batteries at operating temperature, tires nice and sticky, it's amazing. My good friend Miguel was filming me right there, sitting next to me, and he got sick. He actually felt like vomiting, after in the car. I mean, this right here makes 900 horsepower to the wheels. This makes 636, and this would destroy this short short line. Just destroy it. It's crazy, crazy indeed. You know, Oscar, who says been a fan for a while. I collect your Hot Wheels. Thank you so much. I love my friends on Hot Wheels. Great individuals. There are six Beemo Hot Wheels that exist. Hopefully, more to come. Thank you so much. Turtle says, can't wait to see what you're doing this year. Thank you, Turtle. You actually helped me out because this vehicle I'm wearing right here, the Mobi, I'm bringing this to life, courtesy of Acronym and the Kaiser, who's a big deal here on Instagram, has done a great job in being able to create these wonderful opportunities of automotive masterpieces digitally. He's done that with EA and Need for Speed, done some things for other entities as well. He's a great person and joined in designing this, which I will bring to life. It's in paint right now as we speak. BDA says, totally going to listen to you while mowing. Excellent, can't miss Tech Tuesday, appreciate that indeed. Appreciate all of the interaction, you know? Cisco 35, when does Motor Mythbusters start? So Motor Mythbusters, for those of you who don't know, is a reboot of the very popular Mythbusters series, which is pretty owned by Discovery, the Discovery Channel. So the Motor Mythbusters, being that it's more automotive based, is going to be on the Motor Trend Network. So it's starting out in August, initially early access via the app, And then after a few weeks, it goes linear on motor trend television. So August, pay attention. I'll have more details to come. It should be absolutely spectacular. Name is familiar. Since 10-second all-motor D-Series back in the day. Ha-ha, it says Speaker Freaker 9619. Yes, that was my claim to fame. While everyone else was doing swaps with H-Series and B-Series in their small Hondas, I as a student couldn't afford that. So I stuck with the D-Series, put a lot of technology into it, a lot of my brain into the design of components. And... Ended up being an amazing excursion. We got into 10-7 all motor on a D-Series. On a D-15, because my good friend Bill Good, may his soul rest in peace, had a 10-second or 11-second vehicle at the time. And I'm like, I can't compete with a D-16. I'm a little guy. He's a big company. I'm just going to do my thing with a D-15. And we ended up surpassing them. How crazy was that? didn't Good, where have you been, sir? My goodness, good to see you again, didn't Good, 91. Honda DC-2. Hello, indeed, from North Dakota. I was in North Dakota, but this past weekend, I was in North Carolina. Quite a bit east from California. Very interesting, very green, very lush, lots of rain. It was great. What awesome things are you building, says FJG Cisco. Well, starting off with, the, with this right here. Our friends from Action Clutch, we're doing a 935 for them as well, which is fantastic. We're building a crazy RSR in the corner right there. We have a couple of, you know, Rolls Royce, so we're electrifying. We're doing a Caterham, which is over there. We have a bus. I don't think you can see the buses coming far back there. Um, we have quite a few 911s. We're electrifying. It's, we're doing a mixture of petrol and EV conversions, which is pretty good. So I'm pretty excited about that. Bass Porsches in the back, says Angel. Thank you so much, sir. Montreal, Canada in the house, courtesy of Kirk Schmoels. Wow, all this love from every one of you internationally. I appreciate all of you indeed. Love your build, says Radisson. Thank you so much. Are your 935s built on standard 964 chassis? No, joke. As a matter of fact, This one was built on a G-body from an 84. That was built on a 930 chassis from 75. The one that's up there is actually built on an 83 G-body as well, that one we're working on right now. So, no, I haven't used 964s at all. But I am partial to 964 chassis because, in my opinion, it is the perfect 911 classic. And what I mean by that is, I mean, classic 911 being air-cooled, because it still retains the beautiful frog eyes of the old school, original Porsche 911s, but it has modern suspension, the AC always works, the heat also works. I think it's the most comfortable, most solid feeling chassis with the old school feel to it. While the 993, even though a lot of people love those, tends to have that light reminiscent of the 997. Um, doesn't have the frog eye look, even though it's extremely comfortable and very robust. Um, also has the 3.6 liter flat six, which is hydraulic. I still kind of like using filler gauges and the solid um um arms indeed that you see in the 964s so i just i just love 964s as you can tell um looks like you're home against this exo truck yes i am i'm back from filming trying to get back in the swing of things a little bit stressful because we have so much piling up on me as i was away but i'll be called away from time to time to do some you know voiceovers and a little bit of small snippets of feel you know filming so i'm not out of the gate yet <laughs> so but thank you so much Crazy! JJ says, so, so, so smart. Always blown away by your work in designs. Thank you so much. The best is yet to come. I just love technology. I love bringing that to the masses and helping my clients out, whether they're individuals or big corporations. JC45, what's up? Houston, Texas. BC, you're the man. Thank you so much, JC45, for the kind words. Sincerely appreciate you indeed. BK2Media says, welcome back. Well, I owe you an engine, so give me a few days. Let me pull these cars out and then get your engine out to you. Thank you, BC. It means a lot. Stay safe. Thank you for the great show. Thank you indeed, Alan A. Rosas. I appreciate that indeed. Wagon Mike, at work, listening in. Thank you so much. I think you're in Vegas. Stay safe and cool out there. Long time no speak indeed. I think good. Any advice when starting off tracking with a D series Yes, absolutely. So, one thing about D-Series, and you start from the A6 moving on into something as crazy as the Y7s and Y8s. As the generations continue to improve, we got much more power, but also the oiling systems got pretty interesting. So, I would highly advise you that when using these series engines, especially when tracking it, make sure you use oils that have a high capacity for zinc components, um, some, you know, high ZDDP, ZDDP um, at least seven, 1,700 parts per million of zinc would be good, and one that doesn't disassociate very easily from the base compound. Um, I love Pure Oil, obviously. Um, you see, I have quite a few in stock up there. I'm pointing out there. Forgive me for those of you on YouTube. You probably can see that too. Yes, after this, it goes on YouTube too. And uh, wow, it's so warm here in Ontario. I'm not used to it. But using good oil like Pure oil is the way to go. You have to. Protect that engine, make sure it's proper, and you can have a lot of fun with D-Series. Also, the head is the highest potential for power. So most of those D-Series have hundreds of thousands of miles on them. You should refresh the head as soon as you can. If you're allowed to port it in your class, Go ahead and open those ports up on the intake and exhaust. We run some decent camshafts. We have the BCM cams that I still have available to the public for a limited time before you start going crazy. So make sure you jump on those. And definitely the valve train, upgrade that. Because those springs, after 100,000 miles, they get old and annealed and cannot keep float away. And valve float can be quite damaging to your engine. So definitely valve train. So on a basic part, good oil, intake header exhaust, Pony head if you can, and a minimum, upgrade your valve springs. We have valve springs for D-Series for like 150 bucks is pretty cost effective and can save you a lot of headache and allow you to have a lot more reliable power on and off the track. Hello William May, good seeing you. Yes, torque indeed. Is Moby going to be all-wheel drive? No, not yet, d designs. Moby is going to be real-wheel drive. To pay homage to original 935Ls, what I'm building next year in 2022 will be just the bananas. It's going to be, uh, I don't let too much out of the bag, but it will be all-wheel drive. So that's my plan. Hey, AJ says, looks like you're back in Ontario. Welcome back. Thank you, AJ. For those of you who don't know Relentless Racing, he is a good friend, a fellow engineer. He's an Emmy and taught me so much about road racing. I say this all the time. I was a drag racer for many years. When I started getting to Porsches and road racing, I started drag racing on the track, which means I'll slow all the way down in a corner, hit a straightaway and punch it like a drag racer and just make my times very poor. And on the show I just came off of, on the Motor Mythbusters show, I use the skills that AJ taught me tremendously in filming. When that comes out, you guys will see what I do on the track, and I get to thank AJ for that. AJ and Sam uh, from Rothfab, just two great individuals, and AJ taught me that smooth is fast, and AJ, you'll be very proud of what I've done. Thank you so much. BC has an apprenticeship program I definitely want to join. Yes, we do, boy. If you're local, hit me up, and let's see what we can do to have you hang out with our team. I'd love to meet you and take a tour of your shop someday in the future. I'm ever in town. Love the cars. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing great, sir. As a matter of fact, um, I've had my first vaccination injection. I have my second one this weekend, which is pretty cool. I'm anticipating going to, you know, being down for a couple of days, so forgive me if my next Tech Tuesday is a little bit groggy. But um, nonetheless, yes, when things get better, let's hook up. No problem whatsoever. This seems to be a very popular question that Pro Street Florida has. What do you think is the best car for the money on a budget? Best car money budget, It depends on what your budget is. And what I've done, I've broken this down to very small to very medium budgets. On a very small, small stuff. Best car to track, to have a lot of fun with. You may think I'm crazy, but it is the Mazda Miata. The earlier versions of the Mazda Miata, even the NB, those cars are lots of fun, very tossable. There are more Mazdas racing, Mazda, Mazda Miata's racing in any track, any weekend, than any other make and model on the planet, which is amazing. So those are very cost effective, very tossable, real-wheel drive, has so much opportunities for improvement, so much opportunities for swapping. Whether you wanna put a Coyote motor, an LS motor, an S2000 motor, you wanna modify the original Mazda motor, you wanna do a rotary, there's so much opportunity out there. and There are a lot of fun cars. Now, if your budget allows you to go a little bit more, you may wanna look at the vehicle that I had here a moment ago, which is the S2000. Almost a perfect 50-50 balance, lots of fun, Going up in price, good collector's car as time progresses, but a lot of fun nonetheless, and has that amazing Honda reliability. Now, let's say your budget is a little bit more advantageous. The, oh, this car, I have one right out here, right behind me, it is the Porsche Cayman S987. Those cars are still now, you can get clean examples, factory in the 20s, it's amazing indeed. Porsche's mid-engine vehicle, lots of opportunity for power. You can even add a turbo kit later on and make it rival and outperform a 911 of the same genre. So that being said, are the same kind of you know, year and so on and so forth. So that is a great opportunity there. Now, let's say your budget is even more advantageous. This car, I keep preaching this. I sold mine, I regret it. The 996 twin turbo. That is the most underrated supercar, period. Guys, I mean it. The most underrated supercar that exists today. And Porsche really knocked it out of the park with that one, all-wheel drive. You have the capability of doing easily 600 horsepower with, major, with minor bolt-ons and a tune. And, it's just, and the gearbox is so robust, you just have to pin one of the water lines, and you can have a lot of fun, and you have that nice Porsche reliability. You can find this from 50,000 or so, maybe if you find someone who's very motivated to sell in the 40s. So that's a really cool car, indeed. Craft Emotion says, it's weird to see me back in the shop. <laughs> I know, I can visit you guys soon. So Craft Emotion is a great friend of mine. He works at TurboSmart, who's been just a great advocate for us recently. So um, it's so good to see you indeed, Richard. Um, what pistons do you use in that CRX? I use Trom. So if you guys know Barry Mesa, he's the engineer and owner of Trom Pistons. Hit him up and he'll be more than happy to help you with the technology that I have. Yes, speaker Freaker, Bill Good passed away last year quite sad, and I just saw him a few months earlier, and he was coming back into the scene that, that happened. It was really, it was really strange, you know, strange indeed. Barry Faisal is asking a great question. How does 9-11 driving experience feel when it's fully powered by electricity? Unique, I assume, yes it is. So, here's one thing. The petrol engine itself, just how the power is being distributed, how you realize the power is quite interesting. You start off normally with a low torque capability. And then as you go up in RPMs you get the peak torque and it falls off again. So you have the opportunity where you're driving and either you have a PDK setup where it shifts for you or if you're manual you shift it yourself. Now let's compare that to an electric 911. You feel the balance is a lot more because with how battery placements are with the motor and so on and so forth, I tend to build my 911s to be a little bit more balanced than a rear-engine, rear-wheel drive 911 that's really tail-happy and can do a lot of oversteer. So I see a lot more neutral steering with the electric 911, but also there is zero lag whatsoever. And when I mean zero lag, zero lag. As a matter of fact, even natural aspiration has a little bit of a delay. Single speed, so there's no need to shift. I don't have the opportunity to experience any kind of delays in shifting. The torque starts off high and kind of stays and tapers off as RPM goes up. So that being said, the driving experience is surreal. It just feels like a... And electric go-kart and steroids it is just bananas and here's something else Bari. when and i experienced this yesterday driving up in the mountains when i was going near you know uh, malibu with my son think about it as you go up in the you know in elevation petrol engines tend to suffer but electric motors could care less if you're on the moon if you have in a vacuum if you're on at sea level it doesn't matter you have the same performance as you go up mountains up in elevation that you would at sea level which is great and as they're doing any kind of carving, going downhill, uh, sorry guys, I had a call come in. I don't even know how to let that happen. Let me see if I can pause this a bit. Um, Okay, sorry about that guys. Okay, so um, as I was saying about the electric 911s, one thing I noticed as you go downhill, you can regen and put power back in the batteries. Well, you can't really do that with petrol cars, right? Which is pretty interesting. So that being said, by far, it's a very different experience. Now, sound-wise, you have something like that, that sounds just absolutely amazing. But the electric motor has its own kind of mechanical supercharger whine. If you want to hear how that sounds when we're done, go to the Beast Motor YouTube page, subscribe, by all means, and hit that notification bell. But you'll see some of the videos I put up of me driving the K3V, and you hear that that supercharger whine that's quite intoxicating, very different and enjoyable nonetheless. Um, Some of the challenges that you may see, however, is petrol still has more energy density than electric batteries, even as we said today. So filling up a tank is quite easy. With this, I get about a little over 100 miles if I misbehave, and I do misbehave a lot. But it takes me about 32 minutes to charge up back fully, which is great. While with that, I can just put petrol in. Now, California is a state that's very emissions friendly. So that being said, um, a car like that, the only reason I can drive that around on the roads because it's pre-smog, so it's a 75 and earlier. While this one, it doesn't matter. Even though it's an 84 chassis, because it's electric, I'm emissions friendly. So I don't have to worry about smog or getting popped by the police or anything like that. When I get pulled over this, it's because the police wants to admire it, which is pretty cool indeed, you know? So I hope that answers your question properly. Barry Faisal, Orange County in the house, Okay, Bites, good seeing you indeed. Wow, Max Drake is building a Miata to win, to win a two-step competition. What's the best tuning settings, four-cylinder VVT? So it depends on what you have for management. But here's what I do. I'm crazy, right? So take this, and it's not something we'll just lean on, but I tend to add fuel, use two-step, I tend to stop, and on I may do the same thing, about 46, maybe 4800 RPMs as my cutoff. Then I induce anti-lag where I retard as much as 20 degrees timing. Um, and, And when I say 20, I'm talking negative 20 fixed. That shoots a lot of flames. If that's a little too aggressive to you, you can do negative 15 degrees fixed, Add a little fuel, limit it at 45 to 4,800 RPMs, and just watch the flames grow. There's a video I've shown of this crazy LS Swap Z that has the same thing. His flames are like this long. Crazy flames shooting at the side of the car, which is amazing, you know? Ryan Chalmers saying, how are you? I am great. How are you, sir? Angel gfx 7 says, I first saw your Porsche builds in 2014 when I was 14 years old. Been following you ever since. Thank you so much for the support. The best is yet to come. Lots of Porsche booty in the back, says Avery TN. Thank you so much. How did you get from fabricating parts from just using off-the-shelf parts? Well, I don't know if I still use off-the-shelf parts. I rarely do. But here's the thing, Samir 3.2. I came from a world, especially in Sport Compact, where nothing was available. You couldn't call a BC Moto, or go to eBay or go to Amazon or go to Summit Racing and buy anything. You just couldn't. And if you did, they're mostly domestic. Nothing for imports, nothing for Porsches, nothing for you know, um, Asian imports. So I come from a world where if we wanted something, we had to design and build it ourselves. So that kind of got me very comfortable designing, fabricating, and experiencing and experimenting. And then when I used to experiment, I had an 80% for failure rate and 20% success rate. And now it's kind of reversed. And I saw failure as a way to learn. So I remember blowing things up and hurting things on my own race cars, on my own street cars, and people would wonder why I was laughing well, I was happy laughing because I learned something and it'll make me better. I see failure as an opportunity to grow. While many individuals will blow up their cars and just give up racing. I don't, you won't believe how many friends of mine gave up racing because they blew up something and just said, no more, I'm done. But guys, I'm telling you, guys and girls, I'm telling you, if you experience failure, don't see it as a stumbling block. block. See it as an opportunity to grow and become better because if you learn from that experience and don't do that again and move forward, it makes you a better, more successful person. And even what I'm doing here at the shop today, a lot's gonna change, cause I've learned so much after all these years, and it'll allow BC Model to get better and stronger, and just absolutely spectacular to help you guys even further. And I look forward to you guys joining me on this excursion and journey. What do you think of me wrapping my Mark III Supra with marble colors, white and red? I think it's gonna look cool, is that it, Supra? We have a client, I great guy, he had an NSX he brought here in pieces, The team and I put it back together, tuned it, and he is just spectacular. And this NA1 NSX looks sick in Marlboro colors. I mean, I'm not a big advocate of putting a Marlboro, but that red and white with that little V in the front, it looks pretty cool. It makes the car look very elegant indeed. So please, go ahead and do that. Thank you, PDX Fit Fit at 40. Says, you're a lovable dude. Thank you. I appreciate the kind words. I just love what I do indeed, you know? How are we doing this fine day, says Ray and C? I am doing well. Hopefully, you're great. Good seeing you again as well. You got the scoop on the new F 150 Lightning batteries. Can we use them, EV swaps? Exo truck, yes. But at this point, Ford is going to want a pretty penny for them. But as time progresses and as people start misbehaving with the F 150s and crashing, I'm sure you and I get access to some of those. Um, no torsion bars, says PDX fit at 40. Well, if you mean in these, um, no, I don't have torsion bars in any one of these cars. Um, I want full callover and reinforced strut towers to be allowed that. And you know, front and rear are full coilovers from our friends at KW. No torsions whatsoever. On my 964, um, no. Yeah, it's actually amazing, mission indeed. What's the beast in the background? As Baby Soldier 01, that is a 900-plus horsepower M16 935. This is a 636 horsepower fully electric. K3 935 back there is a classic Rolls-Royce. Right there you can see on the top right there is a um old school convertible 911 that I really need to find time to build and make it impeccably beautiful. But yeah, there are quite a few here, things here. Need a head gasket for my 97 ITR B6 B18C Honda DC2 SIR. Reach out to my friends at Golden Eagle. Golden Eagle Manufacturing, they have some in stock. They will hook you up. Let them know I sent you. What Porsche do you have and how many? What Porsche do I have and how many? Oh, quite a few. So let's, let's look around the room here. So there's a 96 Boxer right there. And next to that, there's this 935. There's another 935 here. This one is in paint right there. There's another 935 as well. This convertible right there, that's five. Um, as we look over here, there is a red um, track car, 9G body back right there as well. There is also a white... Porsche 911, special wishes, I'm building all-wheel drive electric. And in the very corner, there's a slat nose that's white as well. So that's, so far, we're at eight. Um, then we go into the showroom. We have a 70, no, no, a 68 911T. Um, and next to that, we have a 914, so that's 10. And then on the corner there, we have the oldest vehicle I have, a 1967 912. Um, in front of that, we have a 76. Then i have two center seats a black and a red which is center seat 986 twin turbos and then next to that let's see what else do i have right there i have the white that's 15 15 and at home i have a 991 the hedy drive so that's wow good 16 porsches so that's what we have here am i missing something i don't know if i'm missing anything at all 16 so far have a nice day to you, It is R. Good seeing you as well. Honda's a good answer, says Log Logboy. Good seeing you. Costa Rica, Victorina, good seeing you. Hello, Ezer. Good seeing you indeed. Did you use Mr. Fatah Jihad? Thoughts on 996 Turbo? I love those. The 96 Turbo is Porsche's underrated supercar. Some people don't like the headlights. People think that, but the shape, I mean, look at wide body. It's just beautiful in the rear, just nice booty, great. All-wheel drive. Gearbox that's absolutely bananas. Above and beyond that, the potential for opportunities in tuning is just bananas. You can make 600 horsepower easily. Compare that to let's say first gen NSX. To get a first gen NSX to 600 horsepower, you're going to spend a lot more than 996 Turbo. Even just to get a 400 horsepower NSX, you have to get like a kit for, like from uh, what's a good one? Pro Speed, and that's almost 20 grand with the ECU, and then above and beyond that, you have to have it installed, and then you get to 400 and 430 horsepower. But with Turbo upgrade, intercooler upgrade. TurboNex has some nice intercoolers for the 996. Um, a tuning solution, either using AEM, uh, Infinity, or doing something with a flash ECU. You can get to 600 horsepower all day, and still keep the stock clutch. You should upgrade it, but you can still keep the stock clutch and the stock gearbox and all that fun stuff. It's really a really fun car. And if you really want to have lots of fun with it on and off the track, you can disable the front two axles, and then the rear is just—it's like rear wheel drive—and it's just so much fun. It's great. I miss that car. I need to get another one. You know. Hey, back in the quiet office for now. Yes, Chris Perez, it was quiet now, but a moment ago we were making lots of noise with a track car from our friends at Art of Attack. Change oil every 3,000 miles, check your A1C every six months. Ha, ah, Cindy, I'm gonna change that a little bit. Change your oil every 5,000 miles with Pure and check your A1C every six months. And the Pure stuff I mentioned earlier is both E85 and also methanol compatible, which a lot of oils cannot tolerate. Do you still make J Series parts? Yes, I have camshafts. We have access to um, clutches if you need access to that. We have engine management solutions for them. We have oil for that. We have valve train opportunities very cost effectively. Yes, we have a few J Series parts for now. Most gains to be made with a D Series? Well, Boost, of course, because you can take a D16 and get to 700 800 horsepower with the right components. And everyone who does that uses some decent motor parts. Natural aspirator, we got ours to easily the. 230 wheel horsepower range, and I put some posts up of that earlier, but it takes a lot of patience, a lot of tuning, a lot of good parts to make that happen. There's a D16A6, Z6 that made 200 wheel horsepower all motor with P29s. Yes, it's very possible. It's it's very possible. We can do that indeed. Um, I used very high um, compression pistons, um, side drive carburetors, our own header, and we got to 237 to the wheels, and the torque was 180. It was ridiculous, and that was on a D15. Acura had all-wheel drive, why not Honda? Um, because of cost and the customer base, the guys at Honda and Acura, they're really one big family, and Acura is really Honda's division when it comes to luxury and doing wonderful things. But you think about that, in other parts of the, of the world, in Japan and also in Australia, there are all-wheel drive Hondas, even parts of, other parts of Asia as well. In the United States is purely demand, I I'm, I'm assume you're talking about all-wheel drive in, in the performance world, like what they have with the NSX. Now. If you think of the CRV that came, that's a Honda, that came all drive. Think of the Element, that came all drive as well. So there are vehicles in Honda's arsenal that are non-performance that do have all drive capability. Just nothing with like Type R, which is Honda's halo, but the NSX is Acura's halo. So I hope that helps. Greetings from Costa Rica, Victor Reno. Good seeing you indeed. I'm doing great, Rob This thesis. Need more Moby merchandise. They're coming, Robert. I promise you, Robert Bondo official. They are coming indeed. Uh, so let's see here. Let's, let's say goodbye to one of our friends here. Let's get him out of here. Uh, there we go. Okay, goodbye, sir. I don't like rude people on my feed, so I'm gonna excuse one guy. Didn't mention the RSX this time. I didn't, APR Chris, you're right. Um, because he didn't want something modified that's modified, but yes, the RSX, is a very good opportunity. My, my younger brother, who's a doctor, has an RSX Type S, and that thing you can get for a couple grand, and the support, you can put a supercharger on and boom, 400 horsepower daily on a stock motor. So yes, thank you, APR Chris. That is really good. 97.2 has been hard to find. I actually have more parts than 98.7.1, you know, which is great. Reggie said it should never have sold the 996 Turbo. You're right, Reggie. Reggie, how are you? I need to call you later on because I have the perfect partner for you. Like, just amazing. And I mean partner in terms of, you know, turbonetics. Anyway, we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> Hello, Leo, good seeing you indeed. Do you still make F23 four spaces? Yes, I do, sir. Hit me up, and I'll get you going. I'm stuck between the S2000 and Subaru Crosstack. Haha. I'm 28, no kids, not old, not super young, think about a future, but I don't get S- I feel like I never will. Yes, Sammy, listen to me. A CR came here, and we've been paying attention to S2000 prices it is getting crazy sammy do it now you will love it i have yet no matter what i drive econobox luxury sport i have never had a shifter that feels as good as that from the s2000 i don't know what honda was thinking but they knocked that thing out of the park and one other thing about s2000 i love is the exhaust manifold people try and come out with these headers and so on and so forth andy gorzinski from from um high tech did a good job in getting some horses from a stock header But everyone else, people lose power. Even I did a crazy header. I gained like maybe four horsepower. Like it's not worth me putting this in the market. The S2000 has the best exhaust manifold I've ever seen offered from a manufacturer. Absolutely bananas. So jump on it, sir. Jump on it, indeed. Less load, smaller field, less torque. Hmm, interesting. Get an S2000, says Samir. He's right. It's only getting more expensive. I agree with you, indeed. By all means. Have you thought of ways to cool batteries as they're under stress? Yes, using liquid to cool them. So the next EVs I'll have moving forward, um, even here in the house the clients, will all be liquid cooled. And we'll use a battery management system, a BMS, to control that, indeed. South Africa's in the house, Curtis of Maurice, Vic86. I am well, sir, hope you are doing great, and thank you for saying that the background is beautiful. Appreciate that, indeed. Corvote says, BC, have you considered making a tow behind generator trailer using a Chevy Volt engine as a generator transaxle to be good for 50 watts continuous? I have thought of that, Corvote. As a matter of fact, if we get a second season, that's something I want to explore on Motor Mythbusters to see how efficient we can make that. And could I use maybe hydrogen as a generator of fuel to make things even cleaner? That's a Corvote, I really like how you think. Guys, co-voters and engineers were. He's in Northern California. Came down here right at the peak of the epidemic. Very safely we met and interacted. And I've really been fond of him ever since. Really good guy. And I, and I just love the way he thinks. So that's a great suggestion. And I want to explore that indeed, you know. Yes, that's what I'm saying, says Sammy. Getting more expensive. And I'd rather have it now. I have an 06 Forester for now. So I think I'm going to go with 1,000. Do it. Send me a picture when you get it. I want to check it out indeed. Hondata? Hondada honda dc2 says agreed on s2k subject it'll be getting one year in one year yeah so it's going to get more, and more expensive i agree indeed ponnet sources ls swap then i boosted yep that would be a lot of fun some people have done that and that thing is really dope i've seen something like that on youtube and it was bananas and the guy i think he did it to his mom's car i don't know how true that was or not hey shell thank you so much for joining this afternoon so good to see you michelle is a great individual who has really overcome a crazy stroke which is fantastic and she's the one I met when I was in farm. Just a very dear friend indeed. I appreciate her very, very much. Thank you, Down South Florida, saying that I'm awesome. Appreciate that. Art says, uh, the cars are amazing. Appreciate the kind words. Hello, Sandman95EG. Good seeing you. I want the car to perform on highway runs, drag, track, and time attack, and tugging. You can do that. You can have a multi-purpose vehicle. The only thing you have to change sometimes are suspension settings and tires. In California, that's very difficult to have because... Um, on the highway, we can't drive anything that's emissions modified, but if you're in a state, Texas, that allows you to do that, have more fun. Do more ground cables like the HKS Earth Ground Kit help with performance? It depends on the cars. Some older cars especially have very poor grounding, and they have great grounding as well, which can manifest themselves in a lot of misfiring in the car. So in older cars, yes, modern cars, all the new stuff I've been playing with, we're pushing the envelope in those cars, and they don't seem to need them. So it depends on which car you're interested in. If it's a Veloster, my good friend, I don't know if the philosophy can benefit from that indeed. I've just seen great support with that. My blossoms right there, I love this car. Son of Payne says, hey BC, how are you? I am doing great indeed. Doing your R&D research, what are the pros and cons of electrical tuning that you found? Do you think future tuners will support electric tuning like you have? Um, great question, so it's so weird. Angel and I from Art of Attack this morning who came to get a session, t- tuning session on his race car, we had a good discussion about that. And it is where it's going. In California, we're being pushed. In Europe, we're being pushed to really go towards electrification just purely because it's better for the environment in terms of tailgate, tailpipe emissions. So that being said, um, I embraced it because I knew that was a future even though I didn't like it. I didn't want anything to do with it. And for those of you who don't know this, I could have cared less about EVs three, three and a half years ago. I didn't want anything to do with it. I thought they were boring. I thought they were for tree huggers. I say this a lot. I thought that electric vehicles had no soul. I thought it was just absolute rubbish. When people want to give me drives in their teslas i declined i don't want anything to do with it so that being said i just did not want anything to do with those electric cars at all but i noticed that my partners from porsche from honda from hyundai were all moving towards electrification and as a tuner if i wanted to continue to exist in this market i kind of had to wrap my head around it so the k3v came to life as a proof of concept a test and the first time i drove it in the back of the facility i almost passed out it was amazing the most amazing acceleration that i've ever seen and even though i'm an engineer I'm an enthusiast first, and a race first. And if I had an electric car back in the day with street racing, I would massacre everything out there. It was just sick, right? So I love the speed and the torque and the advantages that electric motors and cars give us. I just don't like the fact that a lot of electric cars in the market are very ho-hum, very drab. You know, they don't look the part. They look kind of just like a Zoloft icon or... They look very bubbly and very boring. They don't look, you know, really cool, but you build something like a 935 and you put an electric motor and it looks cool. You get a Rolls Royce and build something that looks cool. You get a, you know, something that looks really hot, old school Lamborghini. Those are things that you want to see. And those are opportunities for electric cars to be very advantageous and very appealing. Now, for the future, yes. Tuning is just as critical on electric motors as it is on petrol engines. So with petrol engines, of course, you want to put a budget timing and a ton of boost because you can hurt things. Same thing with electric motors. You don't want to do a bunch of battery draw from it. You don't want to overspin the motors. You still have to tune and be able to get reliable power from those setups. And then, just like with boost control, that you need to control how much boost so you don't blow away tires, is the same way you can control the output of EVs to make sure that you don't blow the tires away and that you can, your customers or yourself can have a very pleasant driving experience. And then, using the opportunity to have good regen so you can have more range and have the opportunity to be able to tune your regen so that if your battery is fully charged, you don't want to overcharge your regen. You kind of have to put fail-safes in place, just like you would with closed-loop feedback in a petrol engine. All that plays a role. So the future of tuning EVs are bright. You have companies like Tesla that constantly talks to cars in the field. If you tune those, they can get flagged and really nasty messages come on. They can shut you down from the network, and that's not good. But as you have other vehicles that you can upscale or upcycle with EV or conversions, Disguise the limit, as you have ways to spoof the manufacturers to be able to still communicate with the cars properly, but you have all this extra power that's also great as well. The tuning future is bright. So there's a lot of opportunities. I feel that a lot of tuners to answer your questions on the pain may shy away from that because they don't like it. They're stubborn. They don't like change. We see that all the time. There are people who still won't go fuel injection today, and there's are still going to be people who will never go EV no matter what. But I'm telling you, the petrol tuning space is gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller and more niche, and not everyone can keep a living off of that. So I encourage my fellow tuners and builders to really explore EV tuning. It's really great, have an open mind, and wonderful things will come as a result. Absolutely down South Florida, we all do and should learn from mistakes. Art Shrenko wants to make 3D, renders our car, have fun sir. I'll be more than happy to share that with the world. Pakistan's in the house, Carissa Bassam Nawaz. Thank you so much. Jay Rojas, 29, no I don't speak Spanish. Even though people think I'm Puerto Rican, I'm Nigerian, I don't speak Spanish. I should learn it though. That'd be pretty good. No, I haven't heard of taro Supercar Neverlift 89. Do share. Samir3.2, thank you for your answer. As an engineer, I keep overthinking my build, but want to build cars. I don't have a big aftermarket as of now. Yes, I appreciate that indeed. Jay Daytalk, must be great to be back at your shop after a while of filming. Can't wait for the Motor Mythbusters series to start. Thank you as well. I think you guys are gonna like it. Tori, Faye and I, we did some crazy stuff. I think I'm gonna be talking to Tori later on today. But Tory's old school legacy Mythbusters, even as far back as season two, he's just been a great guy. and One of the most amazing people I've ever worked with on film. And Faye, she's a real deal. You know, in California, we have all these car girls that exist. Well, guess what? They're there. They pretend like they know what's going on. Usually, they have a crew of guys or the boyfriend doing all the work, and they just turn a boat and say, Look at me, I am a car girl. Faye is cut of a different cloth. She is the real deal. Really, indeed. Hey, BCI DM you today. This is a Sandman95EG. Sorry to bug. No bug whatsoever. How much for the blue car? 501SAZ? It'll be a couple hundred. Let me know. Maybe I can make something happen for you. Go car run, pli- I don't, go run car, please, says Kimo89. Yeah, as I'm done with you guys, I'm going to go for a nice drive. Um, I'm installing an AMV, 2 I'm on the East Coast, says 2JZ Tundra. Do you do remote tuning? No, I do not. My friends at Drift Motion do, but I don't, because I really have this weird thing about being able to be intimate with a vehicle when tuning. I even rub the dashboard of the car. I even rub it when I'm tuning which is pretty interesting. But above and beyond that, above the touchy feeling on the car, I cannot do a good job if I don't hear certain things on a car. There are times that you can feel that a car is not quite right, or you can hear or feel a little pre knock before the ECU even picks it up, or you can just tell when a car is starting. A lot of that cannot come through remotely. So many times I do fly out to people's facilities, and usually there's a group of people, and I tune their cars in succession, get them going. I used to do a lot of tuning all around the world. I'd fly to Europe, do tuning, fly to the East Coast, do tuning, go up north, do tuning. I've done that, but I don't. If you need someone who's good to do remote tuning and loves doing it, reach out to Drift Motion. They are here in Southern California, and the team will be more than happy to help you. Which one wins a quarter mile, K3V or M16? I would say the K3V would win in a quarter mile. But in a half mile, it's very possible that M16 will smash it, (laughs) just to let you know. Actually, it would smash it, by all means, you know? Always good quality live events, which you, says, T Chris12, thank you so much. Don't care if it runs as long as it's a nice shell. Hmm, I like how you think, starting from scratch and making your own, by all means. Hello, Cascade Metrics, good seeing you indeed. Hello, Kush. <laughs> Hola, y 12 So much love here, appreciate that. What's the craziest car project you've ever done? Simonov, it really is, I would say. And initially, I would love to say it's a K3V because it shocks a lot of people. When it was launched at SEMA in 2018, people didn't even know it was a 2019. 2019, people didn't even know that it was electric. They assumed Zooms was petrol, and it just got a lot of attention. Pretty crazy building a peer correct, you know, 935 K3 with original molds. But to date, the craziest car I've ever built is a thousand horsepower minivan. While other people have built minivans, you know, really based upon what we the path we've paved. That was a car that was actually rejected by the higher ups at Honda. Um, Chris Martin, who was head of PR West Region, put his neck on the line to make it come to life and make it happen. And it took us seven weeks, seven weeks to build that car. From a stock, bone stock, Burgundy minivan to that monster that it is today, manual gearbox, built engine, turbocharged. I had many sleepless nights. I got sick building it. Some of my partners even abandoned me because they thought it wouldn't happen. And we pushed through and got it going. And the team had all hands on deck and it made it to SEMA. And it's been my most popular vehicle ever. has been on so many shows. It's just amazing indeed. So that was the craziest project I've ever done to date. You're missing mine once I get some money. Huckleberry Finn, I look forward to exceeding your expectations. Paraguay in the house, courtesy of Elias Padres, 04. Good seeing you. Costa Rica, thank you so much. Josh says the Odyssey is nuts. Thank you so much indeed. Thank you, says HTX 5.0. Things get better and I can make a trip over there. Maybe give me a spin around the block in Odyssey. I'm down. You know how much I like that thing because I always ask about it. By all means, thank you so much. WN Performance says that he blew up his engine, his Veloster. I'm so sorry to hear that. I have a spare ECU with full bolt on. going to try and return the stock with stock ECU and have a Hyundai pick up. hopefully. No problem, WN. Be careful out there, eh? Yes, yes, says Cindy. Always good to see you. What do you do exactly? I know all you have is really some cool builds. Great question. So our company is built divided into many facets. On one side, you know those cars that you used to see at auto shows or SEMA? We built a lot of those for manufacturers like Ford, Honda, Hyundai, and we're starting to get very, very close with our friends from Porsche. Also, we have big companies. We build cars for their auto shows like CES. We've done stuff for Harman Kardon, which is a big company that does a lot of sound performance. You think of JBL and Infinity. Those are kind of the companies that they are under their helm. On the privateer side, we do a lot of crazy builds as well, like what you see behind me. We electrify vehicles, we take classic cars and make them electric, we also build twin turbo applications for customers all around the world who ship their cars from all around the globe to us. And then for big companies like EA and Mattel, we build cars for them that they've purchased and had in their arsenal as well for marketing. And last but not least, speaking of the marketing division, we do a lot of investment and influence for companies that have newer products and we give feedback to them on some of the newer products from a technological perspective. So I hope that answers your question properly. I know it's a bit short, but that's a big umbrella on all the things that we tend to do. Sammy Kara says, my boyfriend has a 1989 um, 911 Targa. It was his first car he had since he was 15. Now he's 35. Hopefully one day we can get it back on the streets. Need to quite a bit of work. You know, Sammy, that is fantastic. My greetings to your boyfriend indeed. Stay at it. There's nothing more gratifying than taking a car project that wasn't so great, bring it to life, and having it on the road. It's absolutely spectacular. Big Turbo TLX Type S build coming. Ooh, WN. That's going to be a lot of fun indeed. I like your car, it says Mullet Man 1533. Thanks for the kind words. I'm telling you, sir, the best is yet to come. I love the electric Porsche. I'm hoping it to become more affordable to go electric so I can do it with my 65 Beetle on bags. That will be pretty dope, and it will. As time progresses, as technology continues to improve, yes, it will happen. It, it cost me over $250,000 to build this one behind me. And nowadays, it won't cost me that much. And as technology continues to improve and get better, and more products are out there, depending on your needs, do you want something just to put around in your bug, or you want some performance, it will continue to get more and more cost-effective. And hopefully, we can be there to assist you with your build as well. Nice, some Honda Tech says VAMP RR. VAMP, I talk about everything. So it seems to be a sport for people to say, oh, BC, you do Porsche now, you don't talk about anything Honda anymore. That's not true. My roots came from American Honda. My roots came with Honda from Japan and their influence. They used to pay me very handsomely to race for them and I did extremely well with that platform. And I still have an EG Civic here. Back there I have my wagon and behind that I still have my Insight. and next to that I have also a Civic wagon and my first CRZ, the first car that I built for American Honda in 2010. The most powerful CRZ on the planet I may add. So that being said, yes, I think of me as the Jay Leno of performance cars. I love every type of mark. Every type of marquee, every type of make a model, as long as you can get it to go fast, I am down. For goodness sakes, I'm building, there's a caterham right there, and I'm building a, this crazy quad, not quad, I keep saying quad, go kart back there. So, yeah, I'm building a go kart, a decent mode go kart. How crazy is that? Hmm? So, I'm all about it, indeed, you know? Yes, S2K. Okay, Hassan, you're being rude. No, please, no profanity here. So, I must excuse you, indeed. So you have to be gone. Goodbye. So guys, you know, as you can see on, the, on these tattoos, I'm very polite. And want people to be polite as well. Um, a lot of you are young. Some of you are elderly. That's fine. I just don't like profanity on my page. And if you do have any profanity, I will kindly excuse you. Mind you, the 4G is from factory. Ooh, even better WM performance. was that behind me? Right here, I have a Porsche K3V. And right there, I have an m 16, 935 as well, petrol, 900 horsepower petrol engine, 636 horsepower electric, and there's a Rolls Royce back there as well. There's some of the cars right behind me indeed, you know? Yes, you can get the AP1, you can get it to 9000. We've had cars mixing 650 horsepower stock with a boosted application on those engines. The RWB team is on fire, very nice, indeed. Why do you think that there isn't a developed, clean, and easy way to make power? That's your thoughts. Why do you think there isn't developed? It's clean and easy to make power. Bb, I may have missed your question. Please help me out so I can help you. Do you still make any CRZ parts? Yes, camshafts and valve train and clutches. We can definitely help you with that. Do you make parts for K20, K24? I do. Um, I made some intake gaskets, but that sold out very quickly. Um, we have camshafts for the K20, K24. We have pistons, access to rods, sleeving services. Um, oils, quite a few items actually, you know. Do you guys use interaction with electric motors? Interaction, if interaction is a software, no. If you say, if we build electric cars, yes we do, indeed. My pleasure indeed, Michelle. Um, How fast is that big blue car? I just finished building it. I have been filming ever since I was done. I haven't had a chance to throw it down and see what it can do, but I'll keep it posted very soon. Um, bro, cross-plane crank H22, that's gonna be interesting. Um, that's gonna be interesting. Why would you wanna explore that? The H22 crank shafts, even the billet ones that Brian Carr makes are pretty good, and it's not cross-plane. Share with me, are you trying to avoid some fifth wave harmonics? Let me know what you're trying to achieve there. The fact that something can happen shouldn't mean that's why you should do it. There should be some kind of method to the madness, so let me know, you know? I'm currently researching on aerodynamics. What would be your opinions and expertise on the subject? Well, and C, that's something that we also explored on Motor Mythbusters, using really computerized fluid dynamics, CFD, to be able to determine what's ideal. The algorithms nowadays that exist are pretty honed in, unlike the earlier iterations of CFD software. So digitizing a car, modeling it in software, and seeing what that changes is a huge opportunity and bane to be able to determine that. If you don't have capability of that, um, being able to play with things like Tufts is an old-school but well-respected way of seeing what aerodynamics can do for your chassis. And making sure that those Tufts lay flat and you don't have a ton of turbulence and maybe some kind of vortices forming around certain areas that are ideal can give you an idea if you're going down a wrong path. So that being said, I'm huge on CFD and I'm also an advocate of old-school Tufts as a way to determine, of course, having someone drive next to you to see what that upsetting um, airflow could be and how to rectify that as well how fast that baby blue car to the left says glory boy just answered earlier i haven't taken it out the track just finished building it and i've been away for quite a bit hello hot wheel lady hot wheels lady appreciate you joining my 177th episode of bcmo tech tuesday hi busy great to see you back in the shop and not filming can't wait for the show which wins the quarter mile k3v or m16 jay i think i just mentioned that quarter mile i believe the m k3v will spank it but half mile, this is just going to destroy it. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Africa, I'm sold. so good to see you, Mr. JMJ, who's my best friend forever and the best man at my wedding. Great guy indeed. Fantastic. Do you know of any good post mechanics in Ventura area, California? My boyfriend's needs work to be restored. So there's one guy. I don't know if that's too far for you, Sammy. Um, I know someone in Burbank. And if that's not too far for you, let me know, and I'll connect you with him. Indeed. Okay, let me know. He's trying to sell it, but we could never. Yeah, don't sell it. it. It's so much better. The Kona EV is missing the rest stripe from the concept art. No kids, Dennis Salam. I kind of like the clean look. I think the red may make it a little too boy racer. I kind of like the clean look. I kind of did not left it. It looks good. I, I don't know. I may. I may just leave it like that. It looks. Looks pretty good, kids. I'm Grave J Ken five four eight two. How are you? Indeed, good to see you. You know. What does a chemical engineer like you think of Porsche e-fuel? I think it's a great way to be able to allow us to have petrol engines continuously on the road without being able to use crude oil as a source via refining to get petrol. The one thing about the e-fuel, from what I gather with preliminary data that's come across my desk, is that it doesn't have the energy density of regular petrol. So what that means is a car that is supposed to make, let's say 500 horsepower, will make less. It's gonna be 450, 400, depends. But for those individuals who really want to hold on to it, I think it's a good way without us taking advantage or using fossil fuels to, you know, continue with our cars. But even Porsche themselves are really committed to electrification, which is great, you know? People think I'm Puerto Rican says so BK. I'm telling you, I get it all. I'm telling you, there are times I've been to Florida race and people straight cut up to me speaking Spanish and I, I fell back because I really want to speak it. It's a great language. And you know, it's never too late. I look, I'm going to do anything. Looks Dominican, hey! Whatever the case may be, got that too. I got Dominican, Belizean, Puerto Rican, I get it all. But uh, no, I'm Nigerian, West Africa. Um, j Dog, I answered that question so well. Anyway, uh, was totally in this shop to stand behind me or be part of a business, is this true? No, there are many ways for you to generate revenue and do good stuff, but if you're gonna to go to SEMA, yeah, you need to be within industry, you know? Crazy how long you've had the E-Wagon. Funny scene in Born to Race movie. Well, Big Heads Design, that wagon is no longer with me. That's a wagon that was a D16 Z6. And I remember that movie. The studio, or better yet, Ali Afshar, or Alex Dodd, was the one who put that together. And they told me, please, BC, we don't have insurance to cover you if something happens. Please take it easy. So what you saw in that race scene was really just a nice cruise away, which is crazy. But that was a front-wheel drive D16 Z6 720 horsepower wagon the one you see now is an all-wheel drive sequential transmission k-series which is a different wagon indeed west coast alex my very good friend alex who has been with me from day one from street racing days till today very good friend good to see you, alex thank you for joining this tech tuesday ferrari 2500 you need yep i sure do just 04 pff hit me up i do need it indeed EG's are the best generation to introduce to more modern Hondas. It is pretty cool, but I'm partial to EEs and EFs, so forgive me. Well, guys, oh, this has been a great Tech Tuesday. My time is pretty much up. Thank you so much for joining me on this hour here at the v headquarters. I should be at a different location next weekend. We'll see where we will be, but nonetheless, I really appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for joining. This will be up here indefinitely. Instagram. I'm also going to have this on podcast networks, your favorite ones being Anchor, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Go to your favorite one, type in BC Moto. It'll come up. You can listen to what we're doing, whether you're using the loo, walking your dog, exercising, relaxing. And there's also on YouTube. My good friend Miggy up front was going to cut it all up, get all the good juicy stuff, put it together, and have it on YouTube. So you can go to the BC Moto YouTube page, subscribe, and smash on that notification bell so that when I put up videos, you get alerts, Again, watch to your heart's content. In the meantime, guys, stay safe. So good to see you. Ooh, it's kind of warm here. Stay cool and have a great afternoon or good evening, depending where you are. See you next week. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Bye-bye.